Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hi, and welcome to episode 39 of the Toward Light podcast. This episode, I'm talking about working with physical pain, both in our meditation practice and in daily life. While many of the tools are the same when we work with physical pain or emotional pain, I want to focus on pain in the physical body today. Even after he woke up and was a fully enlightened being, the Buddha still experienced pain in his body. This is something we will experience throughout our lives, so it feels important to talk about. Last episode, I discussed the importance of being with dukkha in general, and today I want to apply that to being with dukkha in our physical bodies. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, physical needs are at the bottom of the pyramid along with safety needs, meaning that if physical needs aren't met, if there's any issue with the physical body, meeting other needs such as education, emotional needs, or self-actualization needs can be difficult. I say this because when we are experiencing pain in the body, it can feel more difficult than normal to practice meditation, and that makes sense. When there's a perceived threat to our physical well-being, the mind-body system puts all of its attention and energy into monitoring and protecting the body. So while we may be trying to place our attention elsewhere, it will often return to the source of pain and discomfort or move to thoughts about it, so meditation can be difficult. Even though it's difficult to meditate when physical pain is present, it's vitally important for our practice and our well-being. Just like we can't let tasks or other people get in the way of our commitment to our practice, we can't let physical pain get in the way either. And every time we are experiencing physical pain and choose to practice anyway, we are cultivating some vega, this spiritual urgency, this commitment to waking up. We're showing how committed we are to this path, to this practice. Sometimes we do have to modify our practice. Depending on the issues in the body, it may make more sense to stand, lie down, or walk rather than sit. We may need to sit on something different or modify our posture in some way, or split our allotted practice time into chunks. That's okay. That's wisdom. And we cannot outrun pain or discomfort. It will still arise in our practice and we need to figure out how to be with it to the best of our ability. I was on a retreat where I was experiencing sciatica, and sitting meditation periods were unpleasant. I did some practice periods lying in my room, and some standing, and I added some supports to my chair to help alleviate my suffering, and it was still unpleasant. One night I stayed with the practice, having thoughts of getting up and leaving, but continued to stay seated. Then one of the thoughts was persistent enough. I felt I had reached my limit, so I got up to leave. And as soon as I exited through the door of the meditation hall, I heard the bell ring. If I had just stayed an extra 45 seconds, I could have completed the sit with the sangha. It was an important lesson for me about the power of physical pain and how it can interfere with my spiritual goals, interfere with my practice. When we are practicing meditation and experiencing physical pain, there are different ways we can practice with those sensations. There is no one right way, and certain things may work better for certain types of discomfort or certain areas of the body. Here are three ways we can work with pain in our meditation practice. 
One is to be with the edges of the sensation. So if there is a pain in the knee, paying attention to how low and how high on the leg it goes, how far to the left, how far to the right, what shape is this pain? Does it stay the same? Does it ebb and flow? How do the edges of it feel? This is a good way to be with the pain without being overwhelmed or immersed in it. And it's reminding us that while there is pain, there is also not pain. There is ease or no neutrality, right? There's this line between the painful part and the not painful part. And it's reminding us of the truth of anicca, of impermanence, that things are changing all the time. Another thing we can do is to penetrate the pain, feel it at its most intense point, and watch the truth of anicca from that perspective. Does the center of the pain stay constant? Does it move? Does the intensity change? Can we get to know it beyond pain? What's the temperature? What do the sensations remind you of? What other words can describe these sensations? Can you become intimate with this pain? Once I heard Bhikkhu Analyo say that he does not recommend this type of penetrative practice when working with pain in the head. That level of focus can actually intensify the sensations in the head, so penetrating may not be the best practice for a headache. A third thing we can do is to choose a neutral anchor in the body to place our attention on and check back in with the pain at occasional intervals. So if the pain is in the knee, we train our attention on the breath, keeping it there as best we can, and then every few minutes check in briefly with the knee, maybe only for the length of the inhale or the exhale, and then we come back to the breath. We're not ignoring the pain, but we're not letting it take center stage either. With all three of these techniques, it's very important to notice when the pain is less or absent. We often think of physical pain as a constant thing, but as we explore it, we can see that there are moments when it lessens or is gone altogether. It helps us to see that what we think of as quote-unquote my knee pain is actually a changing sensation and not a fixed thing, so our responses can be flexible as well. Now saying this, I'm not ignoring the reality of chronic pain, and I want us to be curious about what does that mean for anyone who's experiencing that. So in our practice, we're witnessing and being curious about pain, getting to know the experience. But what about in our daily lives when pain arises, what do we do then? This is an important moment when we notice pain is arising in the body. First, we notice it, we meet it with fresh eyes so we can see it clearly, and then we decide what needs to be done. This is self-compassion, caring about the pain that is arising in our body. Now, we all have different tendencies, different patterned responses to physical pain, so we need to respond accordingly. I mentioned this recently, my tendency is to work through my pain and not always treat it right away. So my self-compassion practice is to treat my pain when it arises and not to minimize it and to rest and resource and take care of myself. Some folks are on the other side of the spectrum and cancel everything at the first sign of physical discomfort, and their practice may be to see if they can stay with their commitments amidst the discomfort in a reasonable way. What are your tendencies when physical pain arises? Are you able to access compassion and care? Or are you dismissive and aversive to the pain? What about right now? Just take a moment. Is there any discomfort in your body? What is a way you could show up for your body right now? Maybe taking a breath into that area or placing your hand on that area. Maybe a gentle rub or massage. 
taking a sip of water, closing your eyes for 10 seconds. How can you show your body care in this moment? Notice if you have a tendency to be kinder or more patient for physical pain in the bodies of others than you do in your own body. Are there ways that you're withholding kindness from yourself? One thing that I do is I can be impatient with the healing process. For example, if I have an upset stomach, I'll eat bland food for a day, maybe two, but then I want to go right back to eating whatever I like, and that often makes the discomfort worse. So one way I can build my self-compassion is by eating simpler foods for more days. Again, it's one of those things where if somebody else in my life is struggling with this, I will gladly make them bland food for days. I'm much more patient with somebody else's pain than my own. We can also pay attention to patterns and tendencies in our bodies. Martine Batchelor says, Patterns of physical pain can be signals that the body gives us, telling us that something is amiss and needs to be considered. Whether it's a pattern in our meditation practice or in our daily life, we can get curious about what our body needs and how we can best care for it. At times, I can have jaw pain because I'm clenching my jaw. When I notice this, it's often a sign that I'm craving or striving too hard, and it's an opportunity for me to let go and surrender a bit. What are some patterns of pain or discomfort in your body, and what are they trying to tell you? While physical pain is unpleasant, it is an opportunity for us to strengthen our practice and our compassion for ourselves and to care for our bodies in a wise way. If you're experiencing a lot of physical pain and struggling with how to work with it with your practice, please know there are resources out there. I'll link to some in the show notes. And trust that the more that we do this, the more that we practice with our physical pain, the stronger our practice becomes. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at towardlight108 and the website is towardlight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.